Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. It's Terry Lawson. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And I just want to I, I want to open uh, our conversation tonight by talking about relationships. Sometimes Ooh. sometimes when you're soulful clues. <laughs> Sometimes when you're... Wait, is this about your Instagram post? No. Uh, maybe. A little bit. Yeah, maybe. I guess it is. That It was so sweet. I loved it. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you maybe take the other person for granted or other people, whatever the scenario of the relationship may be that you're in. Sometimes they take you for granted. Sometimes uh, things change in the relationship. The nature of who the, the other person is changes. Things happen in their life. Uh, independent of you, independent of the relationship, but it changes them and they become somebody that you can't recognize anymore. Sometimes that happens, but you stay in the relationship because you know deep down there's that thing in them that you... That's what commitment is. You fell in love with in the first place. Exactly. That's what commitment is. And I feel like tonight... It's you choose to stay through the hard times, through the rough times when you're like, dang... Uh, they're okay. They've trapped Tino in this house. <laughs> okay. They have a child army singing yeah. about Clayton. All right. Well, you, you're getting to the heart of the matter. The relationship we're talking about is the relationship that we have with our beloved game. It has been difficult, but tonight that thing that we fell in love with, or at least for me, the thing I fell in love with about the show, it's fucking back. And I see that person again. I feel like the relationship is renewed and I'm glad that I stayed in it. It was worth it. Couldn't agree more. Fuck. This is why you hang on. It really is. I mean, there were some parts and we're obviously going to get to them that were uh, not necessary to, to have in the show tonight. And there were some things that could have been done a I lot better. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but overall, I just want to say... Could have been two hours. Could have been two hours, Yes, perhaps. it easily could have been two hours. But uh, this was one of the greatest seasons of our beloved game in recent history, maybe in the history of the entire game. Charity was a flawless bachelorette. The presentation of this entire season was great. True. Top to bottom. She... I mean, she literally saved the show, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, it also is about the presentation. The producers have a lot of credit to be given here as well. I will say we only got nine episodes this year uh, or this season, which is short. That's a short season. But uh, you know what? I'm going to say it made it fucking move. I kind of liked it. I liked it. I kind of liked it. There wasn't there's there's usually like one or two episodes in the middle of the the regular season that are just kind of the doldrums. You're just like slogging through and they've got to make up dumb stories. I kind of liked that it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It it really made this season fly, which I thought was great. 
I think it worked. I don't think you need to slaughter so many people on night one. I think you can do it with fewer Mm -hmm. players. I agree with that too. Lower the player pool. uh, Lower the seasonal episode count. Make it a pristine player pool. Yes. But uh, we're going to get to all of our recaps tonight. But before we do, we got to let you know that right now at GameOfRoses.co... There's a brand new piece of merch if you're on a parasocial team and you happen to reside north of the border or you just want to give some of those Canucks your support. You can right now go to GameRoses.co and get the Canada North parasocial team shirt. Your parasocial team can be a state of mind. You know, it's like, who do you think you play for? I root for the Kansas City Royals in baseball. Like, I'm an icon. I'm in the heartland. Indeed, Minnesota, Youngland. Speaking of Youngland, we're gonna get to that'll be that'll be down the road. Yeah, the merch drops <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's just get to when this. We can clone Ella Talgood. Yeah, um, let's get to this pace case. Let's uh, let's dive right in. And now, pace case and bachelor clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. We begin this three-hour finale, episode nine of this season, with a little promo for the whole thing. Tonight, get ready for the dramatic season finale of The Bachelorette. Charity doesn't know who she's getting engaged to. The most difficult choice of her life. Charity is a treasure. Her heart is beating. It comes down to one person. There's regrets, tears, fears, kisses. How will she make this life-changing decision? And then her mom delivers the line we've seen in all the other promos talking about how she has to make the decision. Charity is not okay. It's all live and it starts right now. Portion one begins live studio audience. Cheers as DLP walks out. He direct addresses the camera. In the first shot of this, you can see immediately behind him, Grocery and Serenier are sitting right behind him along with Shawcross and I assume Katie Bigger, but we never saw her tonight. No. So maybe she wasn't there. She wasn't sitting next to him. Exactly. Or is that relationship on the rocks or is she just working? It was someone else. DLP then says, mm. uh, we're lucky to have so many of our Bachelor Nation family with us tonight. And they hit these fucking crowd shots. Now... <laughs> I'm having a fucking heart attack as I'm watching this because we see Rachel Reckia. We see Braden Bowers. We see Kat Izzo, Brooklyn Willie, Zach Shawcross, Grocery, and Serena. Wait, wait, wait. You're just going to blow past that Braden Bowers is wearing is wearing a giant hat and is in oh. full uh, regalia? <laughs> Indiana Jones? I expect nothing less. <laughs> I expect nothing less. When I see a man in a crowd, in the Bachelor audience or not, anywhere in life, wearing a giant hat, a scarf, earrings, etc., I know it's Braden Bowers. He has trademarked himself in such a way that I expect this play from him. And when it comes, I feel I don't even need to mention it. We all knew that he was going to do some shit like this, right? Of course. I, I No, I think we can't. Come on. All right. It must be acknowledged. Acknowledge. And you know what else must be acknowledged? Hmm. Who else is in the audience? Well, we say first DLP says later tonight, something is going to happen on stage that has never happened before. And he's tricked us with this dumb bullshit before where he's like, we're going to do some kind of historic thing. And then they give out a fucking cruise to everybody in the audience or some bullshit. But he says it tonight. And I got to say, I believe him a little bit. Before that, we see Gabby and her girlfriend. That happens right after he says this. Then we get these other shots of the audience and we see Gabby with her girlfriend 
whose name is Robbie. Robbie Hoffman. Robbie Hoffman. Uh, beautiful to have Gabby there in this same sex relationship, front and center, Incredible. in the fucking crowd. Absolutely great. Let's go. Get Tilly and Kyoko. And then the next shot we get is of <laughs> sweet gnomes and 747 flyer. They're in the fucking audience. Now, I'm I'm shocked by this. I'm pleased by this. I don't know what is going on. There's a piece of me in this moment. I have an out-of-body experience. Um, I almost did, but I remained in body. And I use my eyes mm -hmm. to view. You've been training. I have been training. My out-of-body experiences are purposeful <laughs> now. I can't be tricked out of my body anymore. I have to make the decision. I'm not wasting them on things <laughs> like this. <laughs> but this is, uh, you know, some people were online with conjecture about this means that Pilot Pete, Peter Weber, not Pilot Pete, F-U Pete, but Peter Weber was going to be the bachelor again, going to get named the bachelor again. Mm. I didn't believe that. No. And of course I was right. But this is legacy. Um, this is exactly what we've been talking about. The amount of players that they have here, fantastic. The quality of players they have here, fantastic. And then this. Yes. They give you... These are... Legacy. Sweet Nums are the greatest parental player who's ever lived. Bar none, no one comes close, Period. in my opinion. Yeah. To have her in the audience. That's just facts. The Instagram numbers don't lie. Yeah, Instagram numbers don't lie. Plus what, I mean, they, they did it a little bit with Charity this season. Building the fence jump moment in Charity season was Charity's mom saying, you have to make this decision. And that is a little bit of a mirroring of the fence jump moment in season 24. The Bachelor was sweet and I'm saying, bring her home, bring her home to us. To have her there, uh, She's somebody who has meant so much to not only the the season 24, but to the elevation of the art of parental play. Bring her home to us. That's what love stories are made of. But... Yes. And now she's here again, sitting in that same audience, same chair, reminding us how important parents are in the finale. And we know that we're going to get that with Charity's mom, too. It's just it, it shows that these producers understand what these different people have meant to the history of the game to have her sitting yes. there for this event is it, it's just beautiful. And it's like, I mean, we have had sweet nums on as a guest on our show. She came to our book signing event, which we didn't know she was coming to. And that was one of the greatest moments of my life. Me too. And Me too. seeing her back in the audience and like knowing that like, Maybe there's some friction between maybe that family and the pr production. It feels like it's a visual buried hatchet. Yes. Between them. And I just, and uh, 747 flyers there. She's so great that she gets a plus one that, and we have a shorthand for his Instagram handle. And they're just there. Like, that's the beauty of it, too. You wonder the whole time in the show, like, are they going to do something with them? Why are they there? They're there because they're important to the fucking game. That's it. And that's all it ever has to be. Give us a few shots. Show them happy in the audience. Put Sweet Num's head in that fucking box every once in a while. God damn it. She lit that box up. I was... Every time she was in the fucking box, I, I shed a tear. I did too. I was like... She, I mean, she was... That was the first time I think they even did that box or it was the first time mm -hmm. they put parents in the box or something. She is kind of an innovator of the box in herself. And to see her down there just watching the show with me still, it just, ugh, I loved it. 
I agree. Anyway, that's just the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk We're about the show. We're going to get the announcement for Next Bachelor, and someone in our studio audience might be dating them. And this was my, like, skip, skip it aspect of this. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this probably a couple of more times tonight, um, but... I'll say this much. The, it didn't work. The thing with who's in the audience is going to be dating The Bachelor did not work at all. But I appreciate the fucking attempt, producers. I get it. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make this more of like a little bit of a variety show. There's a narrative that you're trying to weave through the whole uh, studio part of this. And I fucking appreciate that. It didn't work. But don't stop doing it. You will hit the right thing. And if you want to hit it 100% in your next attempt for Bachelor Season 28, DM me. I will help you out. I know how to do this. I'm not going to reveal it here, just like you didn't what? reveal <laughs> the fucking card that you gave Leia in the end. How much do I have to pay you to reveal it to me? I'll reveal it to you later. Oh, God, the card. That's what I'm saying. That card. Uh-huh. We'll get to that card. The card was the cherry on top of the only shit Sunday they served in this. It's like everything else is so fucking good. And again, I appreciate what you're trying to do here. You're just, you're not quite hitting it. Uh, didn't work at all. At any rate, we ultimately come back into the game, back in Fiji, and uh, we see... There's a girl wearing a cast that says, cast me, Bachelor Nation. Oh, yeah, I thought that was great. I think that's real. And then we never hear her talk. Do you think that that is a real cast? No. Me either. Uh, are we living in conspiracy <laughs> town right now? Because I don't think it's real. I don't know why I, I don't think... I feel like casts don't look like that anymore. They're like cloth and like dark colors. Yeah, they have like fiberglassy kind of shit on them or something. I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know why. This shit looks like somebody went out to Michael's Arts and Crafts Supply Store and got some fucking plaster and just slapped it on their arm and were like, I'm going to fucking roll in there. But then again, I don't think... I think it's that easy to make a plaster cast, though. <laughs> anyway, Manusha, uh, more audience members. <laughs> we see. I'm gonna go deep into a put some fucking form on how to make fake plaster casts later tonight. I know beach it. birds. Uh, Aaron B is at the water. <laughs> Charity has acid reflux. A, a relatable queen. Yeah. Uh. She and Aaron B have this kind of conversation on this bench on the yeah. beach. Uh, he produces tears. Still see you as my wife. We've had such great times. Whatever. I just brought here Sweet Nom's hugs. What does that mean? That I have no idea about. You'll have to decipher <laughs> your own notes. I sometimes too make notes that are uh, complete gibberish. Have, they make no sense to me. And I know in the moment when I wrote them, I'm like, I'll know what this means later. And then it's like, no fucking chance, dude. You fucked yourself. No. Uh, there's also like, I don't know, the way that my spell check works, it's not a mm. good guesser too. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, they do make out, which was shocking. Um, well, this is why Charity's a great bachelorette. That's acting, baby. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. That's 100% acting, and she kind of pulls it off here. This Aaron B. thing, the resurrection. This is what I'm saying. I don't believe he's actually in the running, but she goes along with it. She has to. That's the Bachelorette. The producers came to her and said, look, (laughs) 
we we want to try this thing. We need a late season piece of drama. Like just you being like two guys. They're both mm-hmm. great. We need something else, a curveball to throw in. We only have three out of seven of the cliffhangers that we need for the promo <laughs> quota. <laughs> but like, here's the thing, producers. I, I appreciate this attempt too. I do. Because it means you're like, you're worried about the narrative in late season. And you have to be. I agree with that. I think Love is Blind kind of falls apart in late season because they don't have a lot of narrative twists or really any kind of narrative drive. It's like, are they going to get married or not? Is all you're watching for. But they got to fill three or four episodes full of that shit. And you're just like, I get it, Jesus. But this doesn't work because it's it's completely mm, unbelievable. Disagree. Uh, I, I think it was like just kind of filler that was unnecessary, really. Because you did the thing that you did really well in this season. Completely unnecessary. I told you it was a false cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just doesn't. No, you're completely right. Um, but I do think the thing they did very well this season and the reason they didn't need this is because they got charity to believably be in love with two people simultaneously. Any season that ends like that is going to be fucking great because we, as the fourth audience get to choose which one we like more. And we hope she winds up with him. We're personally invested, but we're happy either way. Cause they're both good choices. You need to basically build every season. For that. And the other one can be the next bachelor. Exactly. You. This is the model. Great. You want to try to do this every season. You don't want to try and get your lead to flee from production in tears, jumping fences and crying about how they can't do this anymore. That's not the end of every season. This is. This is. You make the choice difficult for the lead, but either choice is good. Yes. And then we are sympathetic with the person she doesn't choose or he doesn't choose. It's a, it's simple. It's simple. It's perfect. Yeah. Very well done. It's perfect. Uh, we get this Aaron B. Mikasa one-on-one date. They toast to a hard reset. Uh, he asks if she has any insecurities. She says, we're human, but I journal about if I'm capable of all of this. <laughs> I wrote here, she looks like an angel. <laughs> They kiss. <laughs> you know what? I th- I have the sweet nums thing. I think I know what your note was. I don't think it's hugging. I think it was clapping. I think you might have mistyped or the spell check threw it in weird. Oh, she was clapping? Yeah, she was clapping in the box. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they had her clapping in the box a couple of times. Yeah. I think she clapped for Joey at some point. Yeah. Charity thanks him for coming. He leaves. She prepares for rose ceremony. We see... We keep cutting back. We're seeing sweet nose. Oh, I love it. First flower. Oh, first flower goes to Joey. And I think this is where she claps. <laughs> Minutia. Hang on. Hang on one sec, though. When when uh, he's back and they're talking, she has an ITM where she says, um, I recognize the effort that he put in coming here. It's not a small effort. It's a grand gesture. This, to me, was like a line too far from the producers. They, they didn't need to have her say this. Like, I... It's not believable that she thinks he made effort to come here. This is all done by producers. All of it. I agree. Anything having to be like, I'm keeping him because of he came here. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> he didn't play for the flight. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a camera crew every step of the way. So yeah. that to me felt a little bit flat. But uh, yeah, then Charity ITM is not doing what she's doing. And we get this uh, one on one time with Aaron and Charity in a room where they're having champagne and uh, they start talking about insecurities and stuff. And then we see when she's talking about she doesn't know if she can meet the expectations of this relationship. 
we cut to the audience in or in the box and we see Neil Lane. They let this motherfucker have box time. Yes. Do you see that shit? Everyone's in the box. I love it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everyone needed to be paying more attention for the box to work because they had them on some big moments and you're just having no reaction. Yeah. But even like there's something kind of implicit in how they presented Neil Lane tonight. They put his head in a box. That was the first time that I saw him. I didn't see him in any of the bigger mm. audience shots. He was kind of like hidden a little bit. Um, they didn't pay like solo attention to him at least. And they never really do this whole show. Even in the show, when they're going to pick the rings, he's not saying long, crazy things about knowing Sean and Catherine. It's more of like an if you know, you know kind of thing. You know what I mean? They treat Neil Lane as like, if you're a fan of the show, you know who the fuck this guy is. And all we need to do is show him. That, I think, was right. I think that's a good move. It's like about mm. that, too, is like a legacy kind of presentation thing, you know? You don't like when he traps him in his diamond lair and makes him ask questions and tells him who he knows? No, because it becomes absurd. <laughs> like, the the true, um, I think, goal of, of making this show is to walk that line between kind of like dramatic, entertaining, heightened situations and completely forced, ridiculous situations that you're like rolling your eyes at. And when Neil Lane mm -hmm. is asking them, like, what are the qualities? And that means it's this ring. And I've given rings to all these bachelor people. And I'm personal friends with the Goldini. It's like, well, what, dude? who the fuck are you? Like most of these people, especially guys like Dalton, hasn't seen the show, he said. He doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. And now he's got to tell him his life story. And he's like, Goldini, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't, you also want the players to not be put in situations that seem so crazy and forced, you know? I don't know. I thought they just treated Neil Lane perfectly tonight uh, for what it's worth. I agree. I'm glad because I feel like he was missing for a minute. Yeah. I was worried. Uh, we get this rose ceremony. First flower goes to Joey. He gets applause in the box from Sweet Nose. Uh, we see then Charity grabs Aaron B. This is an interesting move. She's like, I want to do a benevolent execution, but I'm forced to do the rose ceremony but I won't have you hear the other name called. Yes. Yes. I Sorry. I had this one note. I just had this one note that is before the rose ceremony still. There's a part uh -huh. where when Aaron shows up, uh, Joey and Dotton can't believe he's there. The looks on their faces is like, what the fuck? Oh, right. That was important. Double take. They did double takes. Their faces were fucking hilarious. And the important piece of this is the producers have decided to put laughter from the audience who's watching this in the show. They leave the sound of them laughing in the show. So it makes the show fun. It's almost like they're saying, we know this is kind of dumb, but look, ha, ha ha isn't it funny? I thought that was the right move. Oh, I agree. Like the way that they didn't even like, let's explain it all. Yes. Da, da, da. They're just like, nope, it's a new guy in there. <laughs> exactly. It, it gives a sense of camaraderie at least i felt it to the fourth audience it's like mm -hmm. i'm not in that studio but i'm at home laughing at that too and the show is not treating it like super seriously like they usually would where like dramatic music flares up and it's like what is he doing here i don't think he should be here he hasn't put in the time instead it's just like two funny looks like two fucking cartoon double takes and then the whole audience is laughing it's just a lighter tone it's so fucking good i think yeah, I I totally agree. 
I loved how they handled that. Uh, Charity pulls Aaron to this dumping bench. Uh, he produces tears. She's like, <laughs> I got more clarity. Thanks for coming. He's like, I'm always in your corner. You're special. And she ITMs, it's not enough to surpass Dawn and Joey. <laughs> I have this note about when he says, I'm always in your corner. I was like, I was basically like, I think he just made a new play. Because she says it back to him. He's like, I'm always going to be in your corner. She's like, I'll always be in your corner too. And I was like, this is a mirror corner commitment. ABC, always be in your corner. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was a clues corner thing. No, no, no. Just a corner commitment, I think, is a fucking funny thing. Because you'll hear that sometimes. I'll always be in your corner. I'm just going to say. That's a corner commitment. We'll hear it again. Guaranteed. Oh, I just read, I was like, two slash D. What does this mean? Dotton gets the second rose. <laughs> two slash G? D. Oh, <laughs> D, nice. All right. So we have it. This is the final uh, rose ceremony order. And, um, or no, it's the penultimate rose ceremony, I should say. There's one more, of course, the final rose ceremony. But uh, Charity ITM is being happy and blessed with her two incredible guys. They all cheers to love. Back in the studio, we get the first hot seat. We pull out. It's Aaron. And DLP asks him how hard it was for him to fly all the way there, only to have it not work out in the end. And he says the 12-hour flight was the hardest part. He was thinking the entire time about what was going to happen. He says he felt a lot of things. He's never put himself out there like that, never come out of his shell like that. And he knew this environment. Uh, he wasn't going to give up. DLP says you could have not. Uh, there was no more that you could have done. But it's not the last we've seen of you because you're packing your bags for the beaches of paradise. Didn't it wrap last month? Aren't you going to show us a whole promo of this? This phrase was wrong. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you pretending like it wasn't filled? Don't pretend. We get it. If you're just going to pop up a fucking picture of Neil Lane and not tell us really who he is and have him do the Goldini speech, you cannot do this. We get it. None of this tape's in order. You cut it to... Listen, this is where we're at with this as a fourth audience, okay? It's pro wrestling in the fucking early 80s. We get it. You're making it up. It's scripted. Just fucking don't. Come on. Some of this shit you don't need to do. You know what I mean? We get it. Anyway. Um, DLP, then again, it teases Absolutely. that you're going to meet the bachelor and this mystery person who's going to be dating him. And we get this casting card. Casting card. Do you want to live in a fairy tale? Come on, Bachelor. Brayden, he's in that hat. We see GSJ, Serena Pitt, Zach, Shalcross, and Nums. We see the meeting of the... <laughs> I it just... I, I don't know how to like correctly convey how much I fucking loved... Uh, their audience casting tonight. The season? The season, oh. but also the audience yeah. casting. It There's not fucking Sean Lowe sitting there like the king of fucking Bachelor. It's not like so down your throat. It's like, here's this couple that came from Paradise, Grocery and Serene Year. Also the host of Happy Hour, like important figures in the world. Here's fucking people that are going to be on Paradise. Here's the villain of this season. The villain of this season is put in a fucking chair and thrown to multiple times, saying hi, talking to fucking Rachel Reckia, sitting next to fucking Rachel Reckia. Sitting next to a crown. You don't... I mean, it's great. And they're going to hint that they could be dating. It's fucking great. I agree. 
I agree. It's so fun. And then set fucking sweet nums. S- fucking sprinkle in a fucking sweet nums. Fuck. You know who I want to see? There's four people on there who are on sand, right? And it was Brooklyn, Kat, Brayden, and Rachel Reckia. I'm so proud of Brayden that he is in the the four VIP representatives. He's a superstar. And I also love that they sprinkle in that sweet nums. Like I was about to say, um, I want to see next season in that audience. I want the family player to be Desiree Hartsock's brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I want him to sit next to Sean Lowe. <laughs> they better do this for me. Please. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> We're manifesting. Yeah. That's season 28. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. All right, we're back in the document. Charity's walking into the jungles as she's ITMing uh, her engagement being only a few days away. And she loves both guys who are left. She can't decide which one she's going to wind up with. Needs her family's help. We see Charity walk into her her family. Hugs all around. We got mom, Vicky, dad, David, and sister Mia. And she ITMs her family's input being huge. And her mom's her best friend. Her opinion carries the most weight. So they're, they're really laying into the story that we know is going to culminate with that clip we've seen from mom. And Charity tells him that it's been a good journey so far, but it's down to two guys, Joey and Dalton. She admits being in love with both of them. And Charity's mom, Vicky, gives us a downward glance, turned down mouth, grimaced of amused surprise and confusion. And this was my... Face play of the game. A lot of strong face play coming out of uh, Charity all season. Now we see where she gets it. Yes. Vicky is a fucking face player. Unreal. You think she gets it from Vicky? I think she gets it from her dad. Her dad was face playing the whole episode. Maybe both. He's good too. They produced a super face play. He like didn't really say anything. <laughs> he just did face yeah. plays. And his face play was the strongest when she got the Dance with the Stars thing. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a big fan. I took, I almost took a picture of that one too, but there were too many face plays this episode. I agree. Um, we see Joey ITM that he thinks he's gonna win. Basically, Charity tells them, "You can see on my face how I feel." Self glow. Uh, then we get a mom glow. Look at his eyes. We see a one-on-one between the... Not just a mom glow. <laughs> this is a glow of his gaze play. This is a glow of his eyes. Uh, and that's why Joey's gaze game was my... Play, 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 play of the game. You see, what? yes, <laughs> this man's gays game, I believe, took him to Bachelor. I believe it got him a crown. He was on that fucking group date. You think Joey's gays yeah. is what got him it? Yes, I think much like Lion Dyke had a magical gaze. I think Joey now possesses something similar. It was it was reported or reported on. I, I almost said it was reported on multiple times. It was brought up multiple you times. Reported it. Yeah, me. <laughs> 
I've reported on this multiple times. Therefore, by a notable journalist. <laughs> no, multiple players this season brought it up. Remember when he was on that group date and they're like, oh, fuck. Yes. When he was staring at her that whole day. Exactly. Yeah. And that got him a group date rose. Like he's used his his gazing powers now to within moments yield a glow from a mother in the final round. That gaze is fucking magic. I can't wait to see what he's going to do with it as a bachelor. And it was my play of the game. Oh, my God. Thank you. Wow. I love your enthusiasm. Interesting play of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got him the crown. I think it got him the crown. I I have a different thing that I think did. We see they do, they issue some of the standard attacks. What do you have in common? Oh, we love family. He says, or they say, what are your thoughts on interracial marriage? He says it's about love and her being protected. Uh I understand saying you don't see color is ignorant and the sister ITMs, she's confident in his love for charity and that he loves his family. I mean, what a, what a family player Joey is. He's unreal. We see charity and her sister who asks if she's love level four, she says yes. And she's already cut up several times. Don't want it to stop. What's your fear for me? And she's like, make, uh, you'll make the right choice. Sis, make right choice. True Toby. Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we then get some one-on-one time with Vicky and Joey. I shouldn't be reading them. <laughs> and Joey, again, takes the first offensive here. This was one of his strategies. When he sat down in all these familial meetings, immediately he's the one talking first and expressing his his LL4. That's what I noticed. He's like, let's talk about the interracial marriage. Yeah. Let's talk about the love levels. Immediately, yes, he would I sit agree. down and be like, I'm in love with charity. And he would use the eye power to hypnotize, and they would fall under his spell. <laughs> and he says how scary it is. <laughs> He's like, I understand how scary it is for a mom in this position. And she asks if charity has been open with him. He says, yes, of course. She issues a values attack here. What do you see in her? He says he feels like he's the best version of himself around her. She asks if they've talked about values, a direct use of the word value. Joey says, yes, family first. His family is important to him. He wants to be a part of their family. He wants her to be a part of his family. He has no doubt everybody would fit in everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. Vicky says he seems genuine and he feels comfortable with them. He says, uh, you guys make it easy. And then Joey says, give me a hug. Stands up and hugs Vicky. Joey is a very exceptional family player. Yeah. One of the best. What I would love to see in his season of Bachelor, hear me out if you're listening, Mm -hmm. find me a family that is full of Adam's families. I want to see Desiree Hartsock's brother times five attacking this man when he comes home to meet someone, and I want to see what he can do because I think he'll blow right through him. I think it'll be like fucking Superman. He'll open his eyes and do the lasers. Gone. Fuck it. (laughs) You can't stop this guy in a family. You can't fucking stop him. What if it's a prank family? I think he'd fucking win him over. The one who comes on to him. Think he'd win him over. I don't think they do that in 2023, actually. (laughs) Even if they're paid actors, he's going to win them over. (laughs) It's the eyes. He's going to win over the paid actors. We cut to this next fucking 
thing with he's talking to his dad. It gets like one or two lines of dialogue about fucking football. And he knows just enough. The shit he's saying is very vague. Just enough. Just enough. What he said sounded like it sounded like he knew something about football to me. And that's all you have to convince. He's just like, well, they're in a rebuilding phase. Then he turns on his fucking eyes and he blanks her dad's mind with those fucking eyes. God damn it. All right. So then Vicky ITMs that Joey fits in with her family just fine. She thinks that uh, he could be the one. And then we see some heads in boxes here. All of them. And some of these are are uh, legacy. Some of them are just civilians. Everybody's fucking face in these boxes just smiling. I wrote smiling like goobers. And I was one of these too. If my head would have been in the fucking box, I'm just like, oh, it's so fucking cute. You've, the gaze works through the TV. Yes! There was a fucking game when I was a kid, this video game called Captain Power. And you would buy these little toys and the TV would send signals to them and they would like blow up. They could interact with the TV screen. I feel like he is something like that. So Whoa. they say their level of force <laughs> each other. They walk away. Charity ITMs that is a hard decision. She hopes that her family will help her make sense of what she's feeling. Portion four begins. DLP welcomes us back in studio. He literally says there can be only one. He uses that exact phrase. Not she's got to choose something. She. What was that about? I also wrote this down. There can be only mm. one. I started saying it at some point in this very show uh, because I like this movie, The Highlander, which is where I get it from. The main character of that movie says that. That's like the... Uh, yes. The mantra of all these sword fighting guys. What? It does. I'm calling Minutia on myself. It's interesting. It No, it's not a Minutia, though. It's like, I don't know. We're in a simulation or something. I'll buy it. Fuck it. That's all. DLP grabs a lady out of the audience. It's Leia. She's 24. She's from Hawaii. Says it's not the best place to date. And DLP has to fight to get the microphone back. We cut back to the to the game. I wrote here that this was confusing for me. I was like, immediately I could see what they were trying to do, and this is not it. They they always try to do these little things where they're going to bring out. Five players. It's not as bad as the um, cruise ship one. Nor is it as bad as America's Fimp, which they did on Zach Shawcross this season. Oh, God. That was maybe the worst one of all time. But this is not it. This is better, but it's still very bad. But is it voting? It's like... And it's people who signed up to be on The Bachelor and then they're all in the audience. They didn't explain it. Exactly. Yeah. All of it is confusing. Who is this person? Is she dating The Bachelor? Is she not? I wrote all these same things. How did she get there? Why are you saying she doesn't know? Don't they know? She had extensions in. She knew. Of course. Like, is, the whole time you're like, is this just a random person in the audience? It's again... It's beyond that threshold. It doesn't give us any credit as a fourth audience for understanding how this show works. We know what the casting mm -hmm. process is. And so you... Oh, you think they were trying to make it as if it could be literally anyone. Yes. I think they were trying to make it look like they were just pulling random people <laughs> no. out of the... Fuck yeah. But he was joking when he was like, oh, look, I'm right here next to this lady. Whatever the case, how it was explained was confusing and it, yeah. it didn't put together like the pieces necessary to understand what the fuck was going on. Like, was this a joke or something? I didn't even know if this was real. I was like, is this some bizarre joke they tried to tell that didn't work out? Anyway, uh, we'll see much more of this throughout the night. 
Uh, back to the document. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we'll talk about it again. Charity's walking through the jungle. She's ITMing Joey's meeting. The family was better than she expected. And she's hoping Dotton gets a great one too because she's love level four with two people. And she's hoping her family can help her get the clarity again. They keep hitting that. And Charity comes in and tells them that Dotton's up next. She asked them to have an open mind and heart. She's looking for them to have clear heads. Again, clarity to help, blah, blah, blah. And VKITM's not wanting to compare Dotton to Joey. But she liked Joey so much. Maybe that will change. Don shows up. He's got his Kringles and um, he ITMs hope that he hopes it goes well because it's critical to make a good impression. Moments like this can make or break a relationship. So he's putting a lot online. Now, I'll just say in this whole thing, I don't know if this was through editing or not, but they really did make me think he was fucking this up in some way. They really did make me think this was going worse yes. than I think it probably actually did. Honestly, I agree and part of what makes me think that is that there was a clip that was aired during the commercials yes that wasn't in the document i wrote the same note the blessing ask during the wine commercial yes come on uh also there's a ladder behind them that's my ladder of the week congrats uh we see the sister in a fabulous jumpsuit i love it she says she can see joey as the brother-in-law the mom is ITMing worried about comparison. I agree. I don't I don't think their hometown date went badly, but they definitely showed like the worst parts and made me think like, fuck, I don't know. Maybe like it is Joey it, <laughs> for a second. That was well done. And this is the kind of shit that we do want to be tricked about. Believably. Yes. This is the narrative. It's the story. Take us on this ride. But the little other things like the making people stand up in the audience and shit. Maybe they'll date The Bachelor. It's like, what? What are you doing here? I don't get it. This was fucking fantastic, though. Whoever cut this fucking hometown or this meeting of the family, sorry, keep keep that person around. Whatever producer and editor team did that, very fucking well done, in my opinion. I thought the hometowns were presented like so well because I agree with you. I was like, fuck, is she going to keep Joey? I thought that. It was great. <laughs> Oh, shit. I think this is where I first saw Neil Lane. <laughs> I wrote Neil Lane. Uh, gotta get clearance because Dotton is so tall. Who is taller, Dotton or Big Body? Sweet Numbs in the box. I feel like I'm hallucinating. Dotton says it's been an amazing experience. We have a strong foundation. Uh, Charity has such a cute laugh. Mom pulls Dotton. We see mom dot in one on one and dot in it. He sounds very like, um, what would you say? A like a job interview. Yeah, it's professional play here. Here, checks boxes. You can tell that the nerves are getting to him a little bit uh, per what he said in that prior ITM, or at least that's how it's presented. And it, it makes sense to me narratively because he's like, I know this is a big deal. And if I fuck this up, it may fuck up the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. So you can tell he's like, really minding his P's and Q's, saying all the right answers, but there's no Dotton in it. You don't get the fun, funny guy that we've seen all season here. You get the, like, I'm a sensible choice for your daughter guy. He tells the mom that he loved level forwarder, but knew for weeks. And he says that he's ruthlessly introspective. He looked for holes, and but he's only found trust and confidence in the relationship. Uh, capable and competent. I can learn from her. And I put family on the back burner for work, but she's a special person. And his, and the, her mom says 
in her ITM. It seems genuine. He checks boxes. His mannerism, his swag is familiar. Charity has a type. Something very familiar might be easy. So they probably, they probably were like, if you could think of anything that's wrong with Dot, what would you say? That's probably the question they asked them all. <laughs> and they asked her also the same thing about Joey. We just didn't see that footage. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they cut this shit real well. We only saw his best cases. Yes, exactly. You saw shots of, like, his eyes literally glowing and the, the fucking family just, like, slumping over in the chair. Swirls, pew, pew. Curly cues in their eyes. Um, curly cues. Yeah. Then they wake up, like, two days later. They're like, where are we? How do we get to Fiji? Anyway, I just think that this was, it was a really well done sequence, these two meeting the families. And, and this is like part of that for sure. But uh, we then see that we get some one on one time with Charity and her mom. Charity asked her mom to glow her. She doesn't give it, denied glow. She has, you have a pep in your step, but not like with Joey. Says that. Fuck. Charity ITMs, that doesn't sit well with her. Back to that one on one time. Her mom tells her to go with her heart and her gut. Charity says her gut doesn't exist. Mom says, yes, it does. You might deny it, but it does. Charity ITM's uh, sitting there with two great guys. She's stuck in the decision. Then we see this one-on-one time with Doughton and Charity's sister. And Charity's sister asks if he'll sacrifice her. He says, yes, she's a once-in-a-lifetime person. Makes any sacrifice worth it. Charity ITM's that her sister's opinion will matter because she's observant. And then we see that one-on-one time between the sisters. And Mia says... You have a certain chemistry, and he's intelligent, but Joey makes you glow. Literally says, Joey makes you glow. This is the hypnosis. You have had uh, more PDA with Joey, but you laugh a lot with Dalton and real hard. Charity's flustered by this. She says, uh, is this happening? Seems like she had her mind made up, but uh, Dalton seems to be fumbling here, I wrote. And Mia says she can see it, but she has to get to know him a little better. Um, I... I don't know. I just think this was all in the edit and I think they did it so well. Yeah. And I basically agree. this ends with uh Doughton um basically saying the day or sorry, charity ITMing that the day with Doughton didn't go as planned. She's not where she should be in her decision making, doesn't have clarity, she's not okay. Don and Charity kiss and then he leaves. Portion five begins with this thing you're talking about. An apothic wine commercial where Dotton is asking Charity's dad for a fucking blessing. Why is this in a wine commercial? Why are we getting spoilers from the wine commercial? Did they give them footage that they didn't end up putting in the show? Like I just didn't even understand it. Whether or not she chooses him, we don't fucking know. That could still be up in the air. But this is like... Uh, you're watching a baseball game. It makes it look like they're hiding it from us. Totally, totally. Yeah. To, to me, it's like you're watching a baseball game and they cut the fucking game off before the final out of an inning and then they cut to like a Bud Light commercial and then you see a guy hit a fucking grand slam in the Bud Light commercial and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> why is the game in this commercial for this thing? I don't understand this. What's going on here? It was one of the weirdest things I've ever it seen. It was very confusing. I, I barely even paid attention to I know. it. Uh my reaction to it was immediately I went online and I bought $700 worth of apothic wine. <laughs> it worked on me. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. Got to get that blessing somehow. <laughs> Charity and her family talk and she basically makes it like she's 50-50, tries to drag out their thoughts. They're like, uh, you know, Joey's not afraid to address difficult issues. You're talking about Joey getting 
a, the best defense is a good offense or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but Dalton's super intentional. Mom says either is a great choice, but you have to make the decision. I don't want to do the comparison. And Charity produces tears here. Dad says she's also your mom's also afraid she'll hurt you with what she says, and she ITMs that she can't put out words, and she'll be responsible for all of her words, which makes sense. You don't want to talk shit on the person that of your daughter is going to marry. I, yeah, her mom's a high level player. Her mom isn't getting fucking trapped by this bullshit. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. you signed up for the show. Uh, I got a trip to Fiji. That's cool. Yeah, now you've you got to make me. the decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Her mom should have been like, look, I'll tell you what to do, but then I'm on Dancing with the Stars. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. I got to call out this little minutia here. Yeah. Please. Charity pulls her mom here. Did you see this door? No. The door that she goes through, there's a cross hanging from the door. Fine. Mm-hmm. Then on the door handle, there is like cloth wrapped all around the door handle, like in the shape of a cross. But I think it's like to keep the door from locking, maybe. I don't know. It looks strange. Interesting. I didn't see it. I'm going to have to go back and investigate this. Anyway, uh, one-on-one time of Charity and her mom outside. Love how this is shot as if yes. like they got them and they don't realize they're on mic and... It's all subtitled. It's filmed like through a window. Sometimes when they do these subtitle things, I, I feel like it doesn't work or they're they're doing it on purpose to kind of like make it look like we shouldn't have this footage. More dramatic. This really felt like they shouldn't have this footage to me. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we want to feel. Uh, they talk about how they have the same values. It's both are two different cultures. Deep inside, you know, you have to say, I love this line. And this uh, conversation by Charity's mom, Vicky, with Charity made her my Sweet Nums Parental Award recipient of this episode. She was also my Sweet Nums Parental Award recipient of this episode. She was a standout parental player. I think she will go down in those history books as one we remember. Um, specifically because she did not give help to charity. She said, no, you have to make this decision yourself. It was fantastic. She also was very funny. Great face play. Just uh, a pleasure to watch. Thank you very much, Vicky. I agree. The whole family is strong players, but this scene making her decide, it was like, I mean, it should have been the, I think we should have seen it more in the promos. Um, Charity storms off. She's pissed her mom's not helping her decide. And I also, I think back to like hometowns or not hometowns, but meeting of the families where people's parents have given an opinion. And it's often like, Mm -hmm. you'll see them pick the other person. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's it's tough. But you're always like, "Eh, now they know I'm for real. Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. Mm -hmm. It is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. 
I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing no nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims. Uh, DLP asked charity, 
DLP asks us if she's going to get clarity on her last dates after charity ITM. She's truly not okay for the first time. We get last date one. This is with Joey. We see it's a Mikasa. They did they never have day portions for this? Is it always meeting of the family straight into Mikasa? No, they've had day portions. Remember um, Madison Pruitt and the kangaroos? Or was it Hannah Sluss and the kangaroos? Remember? That, those were final <laughs> dates. Hmm. They probably had to cut them for Aaron B. Yeah, for Aaron B. Or for the like 35 second pauses DLP would sometimes do after asking a question and just say nothing. Oh and then the players are even like, all right, dude, uh, you going to say anything else? Or <laughs> I mean, God damn it. Anyway, uh, that's the, the problem with a live show is exactly that. You're every once in a while, producers are going to be in DLP's earpiece being like, slow it down. We need to buffer some more time here and just vamp, like pretend to think about something else, pretend to pass out. I don't know what they're telling him, but they're telling him to like slow shit down <laughs> um, so that they can make certain times in the live broadcast. At any rate. They talk about the family. She says that Vicky raved about Joey and Joey says, my goal wasn't to tell them love level four, but to show it. And he cringles her this poem that, it's from their New Orleans date. We see a flashback of it. They kiss. Charity cries. Mm, poetry play. I will always love poetry play because of mm. your first ring winner of Bachelorette. To Poetry Lounge. Ryan Sutter. He was a poetry master. Oh. And uh, right now, Clues Corner next Monday is going to be Bachelorette season one. You're going to be able to uh, watch... Ryan Sutter do his poems. Join me. Oh shit! I love. I mean, if he had written the poem, maybe, but that <laughs> no, I know they do a long shot of the guy who wrote the poem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, they should have made it seem like I totally agreed. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They didn't write shit. She's crying. She's grateful. No doubts. Illy kiss. Yeah, TMs, it's the best he felt. He loads this precog. I'm going to propose. And Charity leaves. And Joey ITMs, our relationship is something so special. She can't say no to it. I mean, he's just setting this up so well. Yeah. We see DLP with Kat and Brooklyn. And Kat says she wants to see Joey be the bachelor because he's sensitive. And Brooklyn says, I don't know. Dotton's got emotional intelligence. And DLP says, you two are on BIP. And we see this BIP reel. This, by the way, was unnecessary, I thought, to make it seem like maybe they'll be the ones that date him. And then they both stand up and deliver a written script. Everything they said was completely scripted by producers, 100%. This is a this is acting. They should be in SAG. Their, their duo didn't work for me. I, I agree with you. The duo didn't work, nor did it seem remotely believable they would be on the next season of Bachelor. And the script they said... It was just like, mm. here's why Joey's good. Here's why um, Dawton's good. It it wasn't like... If they were on the next season, they wouldn't have them compete with civilians. Exactly. This made no sense to me. Uh, I thought it was a mistake. Again, appreciate the effort on it, though. I see that they're trying some new shit here at the very least. That is good. Yeah. In the experimental era, there's a lot of shit they did that did not last, that did not survive the test of time, like those fucking white roses on group dates. It used to be the first season that had group date in quotes roses was season four. And that was 
Dark Lord Harrison came out of the fucking shadows with a golden tray of four white roses for a group date of five people. And it was basically like, if you get a rose, you're safe. And if you don't, you get eliminated from the fucking show on that group date. So obviously it changed to a single group date rose that they give out. And now everybody else who's still in the group date gets to come to the rose ceremony, all that shit. So I'm just saying, I appreciate what you're doing. I don't think this was it, but I like that we're in another experimental era. I like that shit's being tried. (laughs) We see this VIP reel. Brayden loves Bachelor Paradise. It's crazy. We see... Four crowns, Rekia, Thurston, Hannah Brown, Charity. I don't like these false leads. I don't believe Katie and Charity are competing or Hannah. I agree with you. I think the only one who is is Rekia. Why do that false, uh, false ad? We see medical emergency. Nine days, this lady has not pooed. Who is this lady? I don't know who that even was. Um... A shot of a baby turtle. There are many players in that promo that I did not know from visual recognition. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because there's going to be people probably from like Bachelor at 19. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of just like, who are these people? In my mind, I was like, wasn't Brooklyn already on Paradise? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nine days, no poop poop. Yeah. It's giving creamy Caesar farts to me. Why are we... I agree. And then they actually literally no. show the turtle with the turd coming out. I get that Bachelor in Paradise is a little more raunchy. It's a little less serious. I get all of that, but it's... It's not more raunchy. No one even banged last year. No, that's true. But at least in its presentation, they have a thing that they call audibly the boom boom room in the show. Mm-hmm. Right. They, you know... Bachelor still, at least, they call it overnight dates or fantasy suites. I'll never forget. Down to flock. You have two flamingos fake banging as your poster and no one even flocks the whole season. Yeah, I mean, look, that is just kind of where the sense of humor of of Paradise is now, I feel like. It's it's pee-pee and poo-poo humor. They had Ashley Iaconetti pissing in the sand and, like you're saying, the creamy Caesar thing. I think that's just what they're doing now. I think this era will end at some point. I don't know who's responsible for it. I'll be happy when it's over, but enjoy if you enjoy, I suppose. Um, We get multiple love level fours here. Tears, Betrayal, Paradise, Truth Box. That looks interesting, actually, to me. That they're going to, I guess, write down like nasty shit about each other and pull it out and read it. I don't know. Something's going on with that, and I I do like that. Mm. They are trying new shit in this. It might be Love Island, like, vote for the worst couple. Yeah, something like that. And it's like they and kick them off. I like that they didn't get scared off when they they did Casa Amor like terribly, mm-hmm. a ripoff version of that. But they didn't get scared off from trying the shit from other shows. Yeah. I think that is a good move on Paradise overall. And if you do one right, it'll stick and you can do it forever. Um, but we see there's somebody gets engaged and DLP fucking marries somebody. Don't know who that's going to be. Thursday, September yeah. 28th uh, is when it's starting. Then DOP reminds us that there are rumors about Braden and Rachel Recchia having some sparks flying in Mexico. They just happen to be sitting right next to each other. We cut out to them. Braden's getting the fucking... This is his whole season. DOP also tells us that Golden Bachelor is going to be on September 28th. So we have that scheduled to look forward to. We're going to have VIP and then Golden Bachelor same nights, Thursdays. Or reverse that, I guess. It's Golden Bachelor first, 
then Bachelor in Paradise every Thursday, starting September 28th. We're going to figure out how we're going to cover it all. We'll let you know. <laughs> we, we still need to have these discussions <laughs> about how we're going to restructure our lives for this. Um, okay. Portion seven. Yeah. Now it's on Thursday night. So it's like, okay, we're going to switch our episodes. Must be done. Uh, last date two is Dotton. We see love level fours. We see a good toast by Dotton. We see they talk about hometowns. He says, I still got to work on moms. She had a, her one eyebrow raised at the beginning. I mean, see, he's funny. Uh, he wants to be with her forever and he gives her this treasure hunt Kringle, which honestly I thought was going to be in my play of the game. It's telling their story through like kind of symbols. It's his baby card for the first one. It's about their first conversation. There's a s'more revealed to represent Skamania where I realized I loved you. <laughs> Wait, I just wrote demon here. Mm, that's how I refer to Neil Lane throughout the entire document. DD, diamond, diamond demon. <laughs> okay, maybe that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> treasure is yep. a locket that has their baby faces in it. Um, it's not too good to be true. We both deserve everything. They kiss. She asks, are you confident? He says, I trust our connection, but I know there's two strong connections. I want you to be happy. And she's like, it's extremely overwhelming. And then they cut in this line. I want to be transparent. Last night with Joey. And he says it's the first time she's brought up another person. So he's getting worried. I, I just got to say again, I, I know we've said it a couple of times, but Charity is so fucking good in this role. She is making it very believable that she loves both of them. And she may. Like, yes. it may be true. I don't know. But how she's presenting it is that it's true. Oh, it feels true. It's so fucking good. You really don't know who she's going to pick. You want Either one is great, but you have your favorite. I mean, it's just so fucking well done um, in these moments where she's, she's talking about this clarity. And what she really does well, too, is once the decision's made, there's no hemming and hawing. She's with Dotton, as we know, at the end of this. And it looks like they're very happy. It looks like she was able to pull off a, I'm in love with two people, but made the right choice. My talk tonight was a wedding veil because they need to get married or yeah. it will be very upset. Maybe that's the marriage. Maybe that's the paradise marriage. But uh, DLP says, get your tissue box ready. I mean, no, I don't want a VIP wedding for them. Oh. After Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Uh, proposal day. Everyone's in pajamas. There's fucking... <laughs> they act like Charity's doing her own makeup for this, and there's a Maybelline fit oh, me on her man. goddamn table. <laughs> Wait, have we seen the Maybelline commercial yet? No. It's coming, right? I have to make sure I don't miss that. It's very okay. important. <laughs> <laughs> We are one hour in. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll Has be the Maybelline fine. commercial come like, up? Listen, they gave us three hours of, or not three hours of content. They gave us like an hour of content and then padded out another two hours. I have 10 more pages of notes. So do I. We'll get through it. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, get out your tissue boxes and we see the, the day where everybody's waking up in their pajamas, the Maybelline commercial. And she says, Dotton's love is effortless. He makes her feel like she's the only girl in the world. Um, we see... Uh, 
Dalton meeting with the Diamond Demon Neil Lane to select his rings. We see those product placement shots. In the driveway. <laughs> yeah, just fucking out in the middle of nowhere. We see the product placement shots, but we don't really get this conversation with them much more than just like, no, here's a ring. No, who is he talking to? We don't know. Joey meets the Diamond Demon and he picks out his ring. Charity then is on her way to the final altar, ITMing how big the decision is, but she knows what she needs to do. The guys are on their way too. She meets DLP at the Path of Pain here and uh, tells him that she's emotional, produces tears. It's been hard being in love with two people, just knowing they're both incredible guys. We keep getting that narrative. And ultimately, DLP says, I'm in awe of you. There's happiness on the other side of this. She buys that. Aww. And um, he is happy. She buys that? <laughs> they hug. <laughs> oh, my God. But we'll see. Look, I, I don't want to you know, put a damper on tonight's occasions. We'll see. We'll see. Okay? We've all felt like this before. That's all I'm saying. We've all been at this exact moment where we're like, fuck yeah, that couple's going to last forever. I feel like I believe in love in a way where I've never been hurt before. That's how much <laughs> I believe in their love. <laughs> it is, or their love is eternal. Uh, we see the reveal of the shoes. The final rose ceremony is Joey. And oh. we get this awe from the audience because we know. Audible, yeah. Every season, except for DLP season, I'm pretty sure. Was it DLP? This has been the order. Dumping first and then the proposal. Was DLP the one who dumped in reverse order? Yeah. And then they made the dump ego watch. Jessica had to go up in the yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was an experimental and season. And he gave her two plane tickets. That was his sparkle. Yes. Season five was an experimental season. Seasons four through 12 were the experimental era. And... So they did that one season and they were like, oh yeah, we can't do that. So it's okay. It's okay. We look back on these things with fondness. Never again. <laughs> they might have done it in Bachelorette. I don't know. Well, I think I'll know soon. I think I'm going to just bite the bullet and do it. It's a wild card. Bachelorette. Anyway, Joey ITM's confidence. He's feeling good, but he's nervous. He walks the path of pain. They meet at the altar. They hug. She smiles at him. He goes into his whole fucking speech. This is one of the most torturous uh, moments in any season because oh my god, she's got to sit there and she's got to put on a fucking face that makes him still want to keep going on with that fucking speech. This is part of the acting of Bachelorette. She knows she's about to decimate this fucker and she's got to pretend like he's got a shot up to the last second. That's part of being elite. This is how you launch the best victimization edits. Yes. You're actually being benevolent. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're helping these people's careers. She stops him... Uh, he he brings up the poem again. He says he's confident that actually this is our love story, how he thought it had been hers. And he, Charity stops him from getting down on one knee. Oof. Oof. It's heart-wrenching. It's giving Tyler Cameron. Did Tyler do that? Yeah, remember? And she stopped him? Because Jed won. Jed White. <laughs> I, I've blocked that from my memory. <laughs> Fucking Jed Wyatt won that ring. Jed Wyatt beat Tyler Cameron. The one I think uh, of is um, Jason Mesnick. Yeah, Mesnick's was bad too. And anyway, here we go. That is crazy. Yes. How did Jed do it? Music. <laughs> His music was music to him was what eyes are to Joey Grazia Day. Oh God. 
hypnotized her with his songs. I got seasons. I need reasons. Five <laughs> seasons. Three and five. I got seasons. Three and five. There it is. I knew I'd find it if I just kept going. I need season three and five. Anyway. Um, we only need season three now. That's right. Only three. The song is already working. I need season three. Joey, yeah, failed, failed proposal. He goes, are you not ready? And she goes, our love is rare. You put me first and in love, dot, dot, dot. Never question our love, but, and he goes, it's okay. And he fucking STCOs her in this. Charity, as crazy as it sounds, I found deeper love with someone else. Oh my God, tear out my heart and stomp on it. She produces tears. And his eye play here is off the fucking charts. Usually in this moment, the eye play of a lesser eye player would reveal against their will that they are now immediately thinking about their path to crown. That this moment sucks, I'm getting dumped, but I'm going to be the next bachelor or bachelorette. Usually there's a mm-hmm. brief moment where it conveys, never here. His eye play is perfect. No, he seems like he's being crushed. Yes, it's perfect eye play. Baylock High style. That's really what this reminded me of, Baylock High. Eh, I don't know about that. Baylock High looked like he was going to die in that moment. He was like hyperventilating <laughs> and shit. His face was covered in sweat. I don't remember where they were, but it was somewhere very fucking hot. Just cr- sobbing. He had a fucking towel. Remember that? They gave him a fucking towel. Like, that's... That's some other level shit. Baylock High is a once in a lifetime uh, dump player. I think he might have been his hero player for this. I don't know. Because it's, I found this to be so believable and like, and like he wasn't thinking about Next Bachelor at all. That's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> maybe it's the gaze. Yeah, it is. And he says, Can I give you a hug? Uh, she's like, I appreciate you so much. She's like, it's okay. She goes, I need to get this out. My love for you is never going to go away. I want your happiness. I'm truly broken. And she has full wet face at this point, a full glass. Yeah. And then he produces tears. She says, I know you'll find your person. He goes, I believe it. And he breaks. And this Production of Tears was my play, 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 play of the game. Ooh. Really, really his whole reaction to this failed proposal event was my play of the game. Yeah. I thought... I feel like maybe I haven't been giving Joey enough credit all season because he seemed kind of like floaterous to me. Me too. Maybe just kind of like wholesome, shy style. Um, but in this episode, uh, it's it is hard to watch. It instantly gets you on his team to be yeah. the next Bachelor, and he puffs out his cheeks, which was very like Ben Higginsy, uh, and he. He's like ready for it. I don't I don't know if this is a real emotional reaction, but he's like, I we discussed I will always have love for you, not mm-hmm. in love. Oh yes. The um he cries in the van. He gets in the car, his exit speech I thought was perfect. Keeps her out of the mud. Yeah, he takes her out of the mud, so he's still caring for her even in the final moments. 
And then as he's in the car being taken away, he talks about envisioning their lives and it all got yanked away. He had zero doubt. He wanted to leave with charity. She gave him every reason to believe it. And uh, he wants to, he has learned through this process that he wants to love bad. And this has just shown him how badly he wants that love with someone else. He asked the universe, when is it going to happen for me? Perfect exit speech. Yes, yes. I wanted this. It hurts so Wallace. fucking bad that I didn't get it, but I know I want it even more now. He's ready. Even in that moment, he's ready. And so we don't feel any type of way when he gets announced as Bachelor in terms of like, oh, it's too soon. He couldn't be over it. He fucking told us he was in the goddamn car. Beautifully done. He literally said, Opto 2023, hope it's hope the universe is bringing my love to me. <laughs> if he would not have had his hypnotic eyes, that would have been my play of the game. Back in studio, we get the second hot seat. It is Joey DLP calls it one of the most gut-wrenching breakups we've ever seen. And he asks him what he feels watching it back. He says it's raw, the first time seeing it. He blacked out during that time. He doesn't remember a lot of it. He didn't think he would get to the point of getting engaged uh, and wind up not being him. It's tough to see. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. But it's what he signed up for, Sluician, praising of the process. He then says uh, he's eager to see her one more time, talk to her one more time. Now, as good as he is an eyeball player, here it slips up a little bit, dude, because as soon as he walked on that stage, as soon as we start talking to him on that couch, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker knows he's the bachelor. Immediately. It's all over his face. All over his fucking face. The side smile. He was doing a lot of side smiling. There's just a confidence about it. There is a, a knowledge that this is a performance he has to put on now. That he's got to keep this, like, he doesn't give a shit about this thing with charity. He's just got, he knows he's got to say all the right shit and whatever. He didn't give a fuck about that. He's the goddamn bachelor now. Oh, yeah. The reunion hot seat. Yes. That was, he said, I thank you so much to charity first. He said yes. to her middle and last. That's <laughs> yeah. all he said to her. And he also says in this, this hot seat after in Portia 9, when they bring out charity, this is the part where he's like, uh, I have love for you, but I'm not in love with you. Oh, yes. And I wrote down love level negative four. What is this? Platonic love level four? PLL four? It's a platonic love. Yeah. Um, It's like saying I love you versus, or like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Um, He also says, I wish you and whatever happens next the best. L-O-L. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> what? He's the bachelor. He's got to say whatever they want him to say now. So they're like, but don't give it away because we need to make it seem like maybe she won't choose him either or he won't choose her. Yeah, you can't spoil. Uh, DLP compliments him on being great at communicating. He thanks Joey, wishes him best of luck moving forward. Oh, he reminds us that the historic thing <laughs> they were talking about is more than just someone in the audience dating a bachelor. There's something else, something that will shake all of Bachelor Nation. I still don't exactly know what that was. Um, Have you been shooken? No, absolutely not. We then get to grocery store and Serena's Maybelline commercial in between these two portions. <laughs> I've seen this commercial a lot, and there's somebody in it that I feel deserves some credit who does not get it. We all know what this commercial is at this point, right? Serena asks Grocery, go get me my makeup at the store. And Grocery goes there, but he's too overwhelmed with the giant selection of all the makeups in the, in the store aisle to know which one to get. 
And at one point, he looks up in exasperation to see another guy who looks kind of like him. He's like a lesser grocery who has been sent on the same errand, no doubt by a lesser serener somewhere. And this man, this unsung hero of the Maybelline Fit Me commercial is my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Oh my God. Look, it's the finale. I'm having some fun with it, ladies and gentlemen. It's like I'm going to give play of the game to Dot and ask you for the blessing in the wine commercial. (laughs) Yeah, you could do that. Um, listen, I know this guy's not a part of our beloved game in reality. He's not a player, but I just, I feel like this guy for me is an important part of the history of grocery store, Joe and Serena. And, uh, so I'm giving him his due. He was my Jorge Moreno. It's life. That's life. (laughs) (laughs) Portion 10 begins. DLP is back in studio. Charity is down to one man. Do we believe in fairy tales? Bachelor nation. Let's find out. We're back in the document. Charity's at that final altar. ITMing that Don's going to be there soon. Make her the happiest person. Don shows up. He has the ring as he he's riding up in the car. And we get some more um, ITMs about how they can't pinpoint when, the, when it first happened. But she sees a future with him. Don is ITMing that the kid on his immigration card would not believe where he's standing today. He produces tears. He spent so much of his life feeling misunderstood. But Charity understands him the way no one ever has. Don walks up to Charity. We get no meeting of DLP here in the document. I found that very strange. I noticed that. Um, They switch sides once he arrives at the altar. Also strange. I noticed that. (laughs) This is a a directorial note. They were literally told by a producer here or director, we got to switch sides. Why they kept the, the switch in the scene, I don't know. Yeah, it was very weird. And then he takes her hands and he recaps all of his plays and basically says, I'm fully committed to you. Wouldn't change a thing about you. And she says, being here has taught um, that taught her that one conversation could change everything. And it takes her back to Oceanside when they shared a moment together that changed her life forever. When she looked in his eyes, she produces tears. She saw a man that respected her, valued her, adored her, but a man that she could love forever. He has made her feel alive, made her believe in love again, made her feel so valued, so seen. She wants a forever future uh, with him. And she sees him as her husband. No doubts. She loves him so much. And he says, I love you so much too. He breathes this great sigh of relief that seems genuine. And he says, she's shown him that a good thing can really be just a good thing. They have a perfect love. He asked her to do him the honor of turning this fairy tale into a reality. He gets on that knee. He is still somehow as tall as her, even on his one knee. (laughs) And he cracks the Neil Lane sparkler box. We see the logo. He proposes a million times yes. She says, kiss, kiss, kiss. He puts that ring on her finger. They hug, they kiss. She asks him if he'll accept the final rose. He accepts. Dotton gets that final rose, that zero pointer. After after they put the ring on, while her handshaking, they stand up and Dotton does this upwards grunt in joy. And it's the happiest (laughs) face I've seen all season. A face of pure joy. And he got my... Face play of the game. Nice. Yeah, it was a good one. He also had another good face play when in the middle of the speech, she says 
I want to spend my forever with you. And he knows like he won, you know, and he gives yeah. another like, ah, just like this super happy fucking crazy smile. Um, but they, he tells her he can't wait to do everything with her. They say they can't wait to take on the world together. We pull out to see they have her standing on these boxes to match his height in this very cute moment. This orchestral swelling score is sweeping around them. It's fucking great. And then we come back and DLP says, when we come back, they're going to be here together. We're still going to see uh, who they choose today in the next Bachelor as well. The people in the studio audience. He pulls up another woman named Annie who lives in New York, uh, but is from Philly and she's a consultant, but now she's a certified life coach and she would love to be on The Bachelor because she's a hopeless romantic and ready to meet her person. Uh, what? So who's this? We now know she's not dating The Bachelor. She was just somebody that they were like, we'll play it in the audience and maybe you could date The Bachelor. Or she's an actress. She's a producer. Who the fuck is this? What is going on here? She's just the one they don't pick. I don't know. There's some explanation they failed to put in this or I didn't notice. If you and I both didn't know. Yes. It, it, this, is, this thing is a fucking mess. It's a mess. The whole time at the end of this, I'm like, who the fuck was Annie? Did they really just put somebody in there to be like, nope, fuck you. You're not getting it. I can't imagine that. I think Annie is like a, a producer or something. I don't. I, f I think they might have put multiple people in there that they don't pick. What about the cast girl? Look, me and Dark Seeker went to uh, Bachelor Live on stage the year before they canceled it. And they did this thing where the conceit of that is you all pack into this theater and they they say that they pull randomly people from the audience to come on stage and date the bachelor who in our case was Bonsall. None of it's random. You see, as you go into the lobby, there's a little table with two producers. They're interviewing people and you're, they're filling out forms and shit. They pre-interview and pre-select all of them. Yeah. I think it's like something like that. They're trying to pull one over on us, but I don't know if she's a player or not. I mean, how shitty is that? If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. 
That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the... Tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If they're just like, ah, she didn't quite make the cut, throw her in the live audience and we'll fucking dismiss her. Oh, I definitely think this person is cut. Yeah. I don't think it's a real player. I think it was an actress or something. At any rate. Wait, you don't think the one that that they pick is a real player? No, she is, but I don't think Annie was. Oh, I don't know. This, this, who was from New York and Philly and all of that. I think it was like a plant. Uh, portion 11 begins. We're back in the studio. Well, she wants Joey to be bachelor, so she could be a plant. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, what is she going to say? I want it to be done. Bring back Aaron B. Ho- the third hot seat here is... Charity and Dotton, we get to see the happy couple. DLP glows them both as they sit down. They talk about how great it is to be out in public. Finally, they don't have to keep it a secret. DLP asked to see that rock. Close-up shot of the diamond. DLP asks him uh, what was going through Dotton's mind on proposal day. And he says, I was thinking about the positive and negative outcomes. He was just trying to go into it with a serious game face. I liked saying that. And then DLP asked him how certain he was. And he says, somewhat certain up to that day. You don't want to get too excited. Try to be level-headed. 
DLP compliments him. Then he goes to the audience to ask Vicky how happy they are that Charity chose Dutton. And she's like, very happy after having gotten to know Dutton a little better. <laughs> and we get laughs <laughs> from the audience here. So essentially, they're they're squashing the idea that, that the parents don't like him anymore, which was presented mm-hmm. in the document. Everything's fine now. And um, they don't make them fight like they did in Popeye's season. <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Sweet Nubs is probably sitting there like, what the fuck? You kidding me? This is all that's going to happen? <laughs> Where's the Madison Pruitt of this season? Yeah. Uh, DOP says a surprise after the break, and Charity does a really good face play here. Unfortunately, not. Could only, there could only be one. Uh, we see a Golden Bachelor reel, and Jerry, Gary is with his dog once again, and this dog licks his hand as he talks to his young daughters, and that's why this dog was mine. <laughs> Creature of the week. This dog is a star. He's getting belly rubs at one point. I was watching the dog the whole commercial. And that's why Gary's dog was also my. <laughs> Creature of the week. Agreed. There is no one in that frame other than that dog, as far as I'm concerned. Portion 12 begins back in the studio. DLP's asking about their future, and they both are just kind of saying, we're enjoying each other's company. We're having fun. We want to get married sooner than later, but no dates are set. And then DLP reminds Charity that she did call Dotton her future baby daddy and wonders if that means anything. And they're like, no, he's DLVLing. He really is. It's the dark Lords have this fascination with children being sired into their kingdoms. If your kingdom doesn't grow, then what are you a Lord of DLP? Uh, tells charity that something's been on her mind. And, uh, it, she did in this GMA interview and he throws to this clip where charity says she only had a few, little input in all the travel arrangements, but says she did want to go to Greece. DLP then gives them a vacation to Greece as a pre-honeymoon trip. All I'm thinking is it's not 200K. Yep. I literally wrote that. What about the 200K? That's the bar now. Trip to Greece? Fuck you. Everything looks like shit. 200K. That's that's minimum now. 200K. It, he revealed this trip and I like groaned or something like yelled out loud and Jake was like what happened and I was like well they're giving him a trip but it's not 200k yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and then DLP comes out and he says I wish you a great trip but there's another surprise and I think this is the thing that he meant was going to shock Bachelor Nation Uh, Mm. they throw to Dotton who says he has something to tell her I'm happy to be the one to tell you you're going to be on Dancing with the Stars this is fucking insane. I loved this moment. Loved it. This was so cute. It was so cute. Love that Dawn gets to tell her. Love that yeah. she gets this award. That's a huge fucking deal. Maybe now she can get some fucking uh, followers. And you know why they did this, by the way? Because they have to give her everything they possibly can. It's those ratings. She fucking blew this show out of the water. These ratings Mm. were insane as her season progressed. I can't wait to see what the ratings are for tonight's episode. I bet they're gigantic. And so ABC is like, uh, (laughs) put her on our other show. 
immediately. I bet they made that choice probably around the airing of when they switched the times back. Shit, you know what? It was probably the fucking uh, Fantasy Suites got like a .56. And I bet they were like, yep, she's on Dancing with the Stars. That was the decision. At any rate, this was great. Congratulations to Charity on this. I just think, like, we talked about that Rachel Lindsay clip on Digging Deeper about, like, how they couldn't get a black lead to come back. And I am just like, they need to treat Charity like a queen. They need to do literally everything they can for her. They need to promote that relationship, help that relationship thrive, etc. I agree. They should give them um, Sean Lowe's and Catherine Lowe's house. <laughs> they should be like, you get this house. Sean Lowe, <laughs> you have to move the family. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They should move Sean Lowe and Catherine Lowe into Bachelor Mansion, and they're just the family that you have to, like, on the first couple of weeks of <laughs> each season, you have to live with the Lowe's. You have to live with Goldini. Yeah, Goldini's just eating sandwiches while you yeah. work out. Yeah, he's just coming down early in the morning to like make himself breakfast in his underwear and stuff. Uh, all right, so we then get this portion 13 DLP. Are you ready to meet the new Bachelor? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your new Bachelor. I'm like, I would be Peter Weber. No, Joey. We get this fourth hot seat. It's Joey. He emerges. Everyone claps. DLP says, I think Bachelor Nation is pretty happy. You're the new Bachelor, right? Telling us. There was part of me where I was like, could it be some wild card? Me like, too. I wanted I was it like, so bad. I didn't feel like I got any texts. So I feel like that's probably not wild. Same. I was wishing it was somebody else too, but Joe, I think Joey will be all right. Um, he's just not like. No, I think he'll be great. You know what, though? I'll say this. I thought the same thing about Charity in the beginning because I didn't know her from, from Shawcross this season. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, she'll be fine. And then we see this season, she's fucking amazing. So maybe he'll do the same for us. Who knows? Yeah. I I think that the competition for him will be will be fierce. Uh yep. So he's gonna be gazing at all of them. Yep. And he's got what's her face? Whoever that lady is that we meet this episode. Leia. Leia. Um, so DLP says, I think Bachelor Nation is pretty happy. You're the new Bachelor, right? And of course, he's he's telling us, the audience, like, you're happy he's the Bachelor. You're happy he's the Bachelor. And Joey says, it's surreal. It's finally sinking in slowly. He's trying to enjoy it, but he didn't expect it. It's crazy. DLP asks him how ready he is to turn the page and give it another shot. This is what they do to all the Bachelors. Are you ready for this after whatever your past heartbreak is? He says he's more ready than he was in the moment that he was getting dumped. He says it took some time to get more closure. Uh, and watching their connection. More ready. We'll get ready. <laughs> watching the connection was all the closure he needed. And he loves Doughton. And their relationship is seeing their relationship develop is really what let him uh, feel okay about it and, and understand like, oh, I'm not the guy for her. And um, DLP says, what are you looking for in a partner? He's looking for somebody to challenge him and do life with him. His person. Very generic answers here. Um, it would have been funnier if he said, I'm looking for someone who has similar eye powers to me because I want to go head to head with somebody and really see what that's like. Maybe that'll be the case. I'd love if they cast a a great eye player in his season. I'm looking for someone who is, could be my tennis partner. They need to be like a really high level tennis. That could be too. There'll definitely be somebody on there who comes out in a tennis suit. What are those things called? Tennis suit? Tennis outfit. I don't know. 
that you know how what I'm saying. Skirt. There's like a tennis look. Uniform. Yeah, I don't know. <gasps> taut. Yeah, tennis taut. Um, DLP has one more surprise. He's Oprah. Yeah. Leia from Hawaii, or Annie from Pennsylvania, or Cat or Brooklyn. You know what? If you want to date Joey, stand up. When they bring up Cat and Brooklyn, we get a shot of them. They stand up. The whole crowd is cheering. And immediately behind them, we see the diamond demon, Neil Lane, could not give two fucks about anything happening in that studio. This man is buried in his cellular telephone, no doubt setting up (laughs) some kind of late night rendezvous after the show. And Neil Lane's lack of enthusiasm or even attention to anything going on around him in one of the most important moments of the goddamn night was my error, 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 error of the game. Come on, Neil Lane. Do better. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Called out. I do think a lot of people were not... You got to know that you're on camera the whole time. Yeah, it made me look like people were ground down. I don't yeah. know how long they were fucking there for, but yeah, it's it's tough to get through. But I uh, I really only give him my error because I thought both Dalton and Joey played essentially flawless games. It's very hard to see anything wrong in anything they did. Again, I think most of what was uh, presented as kind of Dalton's failure was through the edit. I, I don't think he actually did anything wrong on that day. I think they were able to just... Oh, I don't think so either. Cut it into it, you know? Um, but then we, we begin this portion 14. He says, wait, he, he says, if you want to date Joey stand and then a bunch of people stand up and including Brayden and then he makes it a joke. Oh, Brayden consistent. Yep. I was like, this is a weird, this is getting weird. <laughs> I agree. Uh, this whole end piece here feels very strange. Definitely not necessary. And even in the attempt here done, Strangely, to say the least, DLP announces the woman who's going to be joining Joey on the next season is Leia. Uh, they bring her up on stage, or I, I should say force her up on stage. This is something that no player wants to do. If you get tapped to do this, this fucking live thing before the show, it's like, you better, you better be coming with something. You can't just wing your way yeah. through this. You can't just stand there and try to be funny. Leia did that a couple of times, fell flat each time because it's like, we don't know who the fuck you are. Unless you're like a Gingin level player. Uh, I don't know that like just trying to do. I thought she did pretty well for like how you can do here. But as yes, as well as you can ask for agreed, but it still doesn't work. They force them to have this weird conversation. Yeah, it's. You ha- you're performing in front of a live audience, which is like not how The Bachelorette is. Correct. You know, it's like not how it's shot. Um, that said, though, if you can if you can take this opportunity and blow it out of the fucking water. Yeah. The whole season's about you because they haven't started shooting Bachelor yet. It starts in a couple of weeks. Like, you know, I don't think she did herself any favors here. But Leia not coming with some sort of prepared moment for this was my error, 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 error of the game. 
Uh, DLP says I'll be a creep eavesdropping. And Joey just says this is a lot. Thanks for being here. Uh, DLP asks his first impression of her while she's standing there. Oh, God. Just brutal. This was bad. And he's like, she seems nice. Looking forward to talking more to her. And then he's like, how nervous have you been? And she's like, I've been nauseous for three days. It's surreal. That kind of gets a little bit of a laugh, but we've already seen the promo of Paradise talking about how somebody can't take a shit for a week. You know, it's like they've already kind of like by having that promo even in this uh, episode, it kind of demeans the whole thing a little bit. It takes the the like the shine yeah. off of, you know, how important Bachelor is. And like, this is the finale. It's like you don't do that. It, it's a little gross or something. I agree. I like I like that kind of humor, but it's not good for this. <laughs> no, you got to keep it out. Like you got to I know that you're like you have to promote paradise and everything. You want the promo to be yeah, a little bit more elevated. But the the paradise promotion is best used at the tell all, which was only a week ago or 2 weeks ago or whatever, you know, it's Yeah. And that's fine. We all know it's coming. I know that you have to announce the the release date and shit, but maybe save it for the very end or something. I, I don't know. It, there was just like these are minor complaints, ultimately. Yeah, I know. This this episode was fantastic, like, broadly speaking. There were these little things that were fucked up. And again, I, I appreciate the attempts here, even with this this one in the end with uh, Leia. They've tried so hard to have it start in the studio audience. I think that's yeah. all they've done to do that. No, but you can do it. There are ways. Have five people put the fucking structure come out on a horse. There are ways to do it. DM me producers. Uh, <laughs> DLP then says there is something else. One more surprise. I thought they were going to say we're sending you on a, the first one-on-one date now. And they would like go out in the city. I, I thought so as well. We've never done this on the show before, but we're doing it now. We're going to confuse the living shit out of everybody. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's what they did. He gives her a fucking yeah. envelope. <laughs> And he's like, but you can't open this right now. And it's not a date card, but it is going to help you on your journey and it will change everything. But again, you can't open it right now. You have to wait until you step inside the mansion. Huh? And it's not a date card. What? Why do you have to take away that possibility? Exactly. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty fucking cool. So she's going to get like one of the first one-on-ones. Yeah, she gets the first one-on-one date. Yeah. That's insanely valuable. Uh, Like a true prize in the game. This is some fucking bullshit that's going to be like, I got us fucking Starbucks gift certificates or something. It's who gives a fuck, A. But B, to draw this out, it's almost offensive to the audience to be like, we're going to give her this thing that's going to change everything, but you have to wait until the first Monday in January to see it. Guess what? Ain't nobody going to even fucking remember it exists. Yeah, not even us. And then when it pops back up on night one, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that dumb fucking thing they did. This was a big miss. Again, I appreciate the attempt, but this ain't it. And if you want to know what you should be doing, DM me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> You're only issuing this information via private DMs. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, we My channels then, of communication are open. Then see it. Uh, DLP says, good luck to Big Polly. He's recovering from back surgery. Yeah. We are manifesting 
Good things for Big Polly. Yeah. Big Polly, we hope that you're all right out there. But I will say this about this fucking card. It was better than America's Fimp. America's Fimp was a, a real busted idea from the beginning. A lot of problems that should have been obvious uh, for anyone who thought of the idea. I mean, was this America's Fimp? Was this voted on? Uh, no, it wasn't voted on, nor will this thing hopefully put a target on Leia's back uh, like America's Fimp did. But maybe yeah. it will. I mean, you know, it depends on what's in the card, I guess. But I just don't care enough to even... I'm just like, ugh. That part of this is still not close to being resolved, in my opinion, in terms of the presentation of the finale. That said, overall, a fucking fantastic finale. Fantastic finale. A fucking fantastic season. The, the document itself, in my opinion, only had one real misstep, and that was when they brought Aaron back to the hotel and he was pretending to like ask the concierge where charity's room is and all that shit. Other than that, there was very little in this season that was insane. I think we could have cut that whole date to be honest. Totally agree. You didn't need Aaron in this. And we know that that's happened before. Yeah. Um, didn't uh, young Becca have a resurrection that was cut? Ah, uh, fuck. Maybe Becca Martinez. That's possible. I think. Anyway, just an unbelievable season. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Job Charity did. Job the show has done in really pivoting and changing tonally. I agree. Um, Which was really needed. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think your relationship metaphor is very apt. Yeah. Like I'm back in this relationship 100%. I'm like, let's have our date nights again. Come on. Monday night, date night. Renew our vows. Or Thursday night, date night, I guess. Now it's going to be. <laughs> date night again. I'm back into this. I'm like, I knew I made the right decision early on when I decided to love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who was your MVP? When I decided we'll never be apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for his beautiful victimization play, Joey was my... M M M M V P had my play of the game. Uh, this was really the episode where I I think I appreciated his play style the most. I agree. Uh, Joey was also my M M M M M V P. For all the things you said, he's obviously our next crown. So he, you know, arguably had the, the greatest season of play in total as well. But I just got to give it to that, you know, fucking Marvel Comics X-Men style eye power he's got. That shit is otherworldly. And I think we are going to see insane things from it in Bachelor season 28. So good luck to Joey. And uh, Pace Case, it's been a pleasure calling this season with you pleasure oh i have one more award i forgot to give out please i guess because she's not becoming a player annie was my jorge 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 moreno bystander of the week yeah she deserves at least that much i'm gonna change mine i'm gonna change mine from lesser grocery in the maybelline commercial to annie 
who I think wow. is probably a producer or an actor. <laughs> but nonetheless. Um, but no, thank you, Pace Case, for calling this season. It was an honor. I mean, fuck. This season was really fantastic. Thank you to, to everybody who listened to it with us. True pleasure. I feel like... <laughs> We've we've put in the deep fandom work and it's finally paying off. <laughs> yeah. Our play. Our play as, as deep fans also is paying off now. I feel like we've manifested the Bachelorette season that we wanted to see after 2023 and I'm happy. Yeah. And we're going to be back the, at the end of this week with a twibbon where we're talking about the ratings of this show and everything else that's going on in Bachelor Nation. We're also going to have next... Tuesday, instead of a recap, because there ain't going to be no Bachelorette, we're going to have our top 10 takeaways of the season, which I think will be very interesting, and our seasonal awards as well. Who wins MVP of the season, play of the season, era of the season, Jorge Moreno of the season, et cetera, et cetera. We'll have that uh, next Tuesday, so don't miss that, because I do think there are a lot of very crucial things that happen this season that are going to reverberate through the next probably five or, or 10 seasons, maybe things that were done this season are laying a framework that I think is going to be around for a long time. And I'm pleased about that. Um, and what else we got? Grace Ann Grafton with Grace Ann is out every Wednesday. If you like that love Island coverage, she's doing the most in-depth coverage of that show anywhere in the world, in my opinion. And, um, we have a new Courtney Robertson show out. That's going to be with Tino this week. From Rachel Reckia and Gabby Windy season, a fantastic interview, and um, close corner next Monday, Bachelorette season one. Ooh, let's go! And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been seven thousand eight hundred and twenty days without an Asian bachelor. Please be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 